Just, just bear with me one second, because I, I want to do something that is very symbolic and I think representative of, of just my week, uh, and I think a lot of other people's weeks, and I think it really, really crystallises how so many people have, have felt in the last 24 hours. So just indulge me one minute. <sighs> right. Yes. It genuinely, without putting too much of a finer point on it, without really beating this particular horse to death and dragging its remains to the glue factory, it really does feel like the last 24 hours has been a deep, deep, refreshing exhale. It feels like... And I'm not getting ahead of myself because I know not everything is official and it won't be until January. But it's enough. You know, I, (laughs) in my heart believe it's enough to justify what has been put forth. And that is, after a a lengthy, gruelling, gritty, dirty, awful, stressful, strenuous, emotionally damaging presidential campaign, we have finally reached a conclusion. And that is, through legal and legit and valid votes, Joe Biden has been selected and elected by the people, as the 46th, 46th, that's a tricky one, 46th, I sounded like, I'm struggling there, 46th president of the US, that's the point that matters, that's the point I'm getting to, Um, yeah, and it just, it genuinely feels like a weight has been lifted, it really does, it feels refreshing to have an adult back in the room. Um, even though the child is still very much very present, very visible, and very much in the midst of a tantrum. Um, I really don't want to focus too much on him. I really don't want to focus the bulk of this episode on Trump. Because I feel like that has... We've we've had enough of that. And, and yeah, we're, we're all kind of taking in the sort of joyous rapture of what has happened, we're all sort of, well, I say not all, unfortunately, disappointingly, heartbreakingly, there is a big chunk of people who aren't, who are actually kind of commiserating right now, who are upset, who are distraught. And of course, nobody likes to see anybody truly upset or distraught or going through any kind of grievance, for the most part. But let's be honest... The level of sympathy, it's not high, and it's understandable that it's not high, and that's because there has been such a lack of empathy, such a lack of just open-mindedness and open-hearted behaviour for the last four years, that it makes it hard to sympathise with the losing side in this one. You know, for for all intents and purposes, I will always try and be a good sport, you know, 
even if it's against the most rivaled side. If they put up a good fight, they've played the best they can, they've played fairly, they've played cleanly, and they've given it all they can in a, a strictly straightforward, straight-laced competitive sense, absolutely, you get the plaudits, you get the roses. If you've just been slinging mud, if the basis of your campaign has been just prejudice, separation, division, ugliness, um, ignorance in every form, then it's much harder. And yeah, we are at a point now where with the the person that has been put in in charge by the people legally, viably, in a validated fashion, regardless of what anybody's spinning from their bunker in a conspiracy-fueled meltdown, it is going to be difficult to reach a point of healing and a, a point of, of general agreement and acceptance. It's absolutely without question what we should be working towards, what we should be hoping to reach at some point. But um, it's it's naive to think that it's going to happen in the next year. It's kind of naive to think it may even happen in the next four years. And let's be honest, because of the size of the fissure, because of the size of the crack in the country and, and just society, I feel, because it's not just this country, there has unfortunately been such a rapid and rampant rise of nationalism and, and right-wing uh, authoritarian behaviour and actions, because it's not just behaviour and words, it has been actions, has been proven over the last few years. There's been such uh, a rise in that, that it, it kind of feels like, you know, not to be too pessimistic here about it, but it feels like this is a huge challenge ahead of us to find a middle ground again, because it feels like the floodgates have opened and all the apprehensible people uh, all the, in some cases, some very misguided people, and in some cases, some just downright ugly, awful, horrible bastards have come out, and they don't feel like they need to go back. They don't feel like they need to uh, pretend anymore, and it's it is scary. You know, it's it's a wonderful thing what's happened. You know, the main goal has been achieved. Trump has been ousted, again legally and viably through validated processes. Um, but it's, uh, it's it's the tip of the iceberg, you know. The main thing's been done, but there's plenty of work to be uh, done going forward. And as I say, the, the main hope, the main optimistic approach, the main goal, the aim, is to find a point in which more of us can kind of meet in the middle. Um, but it's it's kind of terrifying, you know, you look at the landscape, you look at how, how big the support for that uh, side of things were, the amount of people that believed there was a viable future in that, that wanted a viable future under that sort of leadership. It's um, it's going to be tough, you know, and it's, it's, it's one thing to be like, well, let's forgive and forget. I'm not really subscribing to that, to be honest, at all. I want the best for everybody. I want the best for us as, as, a, as a race of people the human race, but there are so many others that don't and will continue to be petty and will continue to be just awful and will continue to be misogynist and racist and bigoted and xenophobic and homophobic. And, you know, we can we can talk to some people, we can use the power of information, we can use the power of experience and hopefully draw on 
what empathy there may be there to kind of pull ourselves to a place which is more united, which is more healed. But, you know, let's not kid ourselves. There are some people that just don't want to get to that point. There are some people who just don't want to change. And going through this whole process leading up to this election, that's something that I've really kind of learned the hard way, on, especially online. And it's it's something that is going to remain. You know, there are hopefully going to be some people that see the benefit in the change that has occurred. And there are going to be some people that maybe look back on the past four years and have realised maybe I wasn't projecting the best version of myself. Perhaps there are parts of me that I need to address. Perhaps there are things in society and culture that I need to address or reframe. And that is the goal. That is the goal to kind of get people to reconsider um, and I'm not just talking about the right, I'm talking about both sides, because there are people of extreme measures and beliefs on both sides. But that is the goal. Whether or not we get there, I don't know. I really hope we do. I really hope we do, because goodness knows we've seen enough ugliness to last us a lifetime. Um, but it's not going to be easy, and some people are just lost causes. As, as awful as that may sound, and as unhumanitarian as that may sound, or may make me sound... Some people are just lost causes. I see a lot of people right now still fighting with uh, Trump cultists and Trump um, hardened fans about what's happening now, about this this current just unacceptance of the results, this idea of, of this being a fraudulent election, of this being the Biden crime family stealing the election and what have you. Some people are just adamantly just stuck to that, just really riveted into that idea and are not letting go of it. And I see people still fighting with them. I st still see people going back and forth, slinging mud with them on, on Twitter, trying to use logic and sound thinking. But some people are just gone, you know, and some people will maybe come around, but there will be some people that will just believe that this is a fraudulent election, that this has been a stitch-up, that this has been a con job from the start, no matter what's proved or disproved. You know, there will be some people that will spend <laughs> the rest of their lives thinking the 2020 election was rigged and will tell their kids and their grandkids and will go to their graves furious about it, despite it being clearly <laughs> wrong. There are some people that just will not budge from that position. And here's the thing, I pity them. I'm sick of being angry with these people. I will forever and always combat homophobia, racism. I will forever combat misogyny and just general xenophobia and bigoted behaviour attitudes and actions. Forever, always. That doesn't change. That should never change. But there are some people that are just lost causes, and no matter your intentions, no matter how good your intentions are, they're just going to stay that way. And, yeah, you should always have hope. You should always try and use education, research, facts, figures, experience to play on people's empathy and, uh, you know, intelligence. Because as, as easy as it is to point a stick at a lot of the Trump cultists and say, oh, these are all just dodos, what a bunch of morons. And granted, the shoe fits for plenty of them, but some of them are intelligent people that have been hoodwinked, some of them are intelligent people that are just hateful and angry and misguided. Um, and as much as we, we want to help them, I don't think you can with some of them. Sad, but it's true. Um, Joe has put here, by the way, we are doing this, I should have mentioned this right off the top before I even got into this, we are doing this um, via live stream, 
um, on Instagram, but we're also doing it via uh, Facebook and Twitter and the YouTube channel for the show, um, which, again, I, I can't remember the actual URL for it, but if you just search Dimed Out Podcast on YouTube, you'll find some of the archived episodes with some of the live streams and just random weird video bits I've done throughout this season, which we'll get into in a little bit. Um, but yeah, we're broadcasting on a number of channels, um, and Joe is in here, and he's put, history repeats itself because nobody listens. Do you know, I, I wish I could disagree with that. I really do, man. But I can't. <laughs> it's 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 true. I mean, yeah, it looks and sounds a little bit different, but the core basis, the fundamentals of the things we've experienced um, in the last few years, it's not new. It's It's just a different hat with the same outfit, you know, to use a strange, random analogy. But it's it's true, you know. It's 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 depressing, but it's true. Yeah, history does repeat itself because no one listens. We don't learn. That's the thing. And I think really, if we are going to make any strides forward, if we are going to make any sense of real progress, if there's going to be a sense of unity and a sense of healing from the last four years and what have you, um, it starts with listening. Anything that involves progress starts with listening, whether it's on a national basis, an international basis, whether it's in just a universal basis regarding certain subjects like mental health, poverty, etc. It all starts with listening, you know, but it also boils down to one-on-one changes, whether that's with somebody that you know as a person, somebody that you don't know, you know. It just it revolves and centres around listening, if we stop waiting for our turn to talk and shout into an already loud crowd of voices, some of which are already making the same points, and we just listen and we hear what other people are saying, we make ourselves present and to kind of get into pseudo uh, newfangled terminology if we hold space. I know a lot of people will probably turn their nose up at that phrase. I actually like that a lot. Because I feel like it's very descriptive, holding space. To me, that conjures up the idea of just being visible and present and making the other person feel visible and present. <sighs> more of that, please. More of that from 2021, please. Let's hold space for more people. As as long as it's not destructive. You know, I will always listen as long as what you're saying isn't destructive, as long as it isn't prejudice and isn't burning bridges and pulling people down, and I'm tired of that shite. Absolutely tired of it. And I'm tired of, um, to kind of circle around to my earlier point, I'm tired of the whole Trump circus now. You know, um, yeah, it's it's interesting in that sort of freak show fashion to see him just <laughs> have an absolute meltdown. And, you know, I can't say too much considering the artwork for what this episode is. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's curious, and it kind of feels like uh, justice porn in a weird way. But... At some point, we all just need to just let the baby tire himself out and go to sleep. And eventually he will, you know, whether it is after being pulled from the White House kicking and screaming, um, or he just eventually tires himself out and fades away. Uh, Eventually he is going to go away, and eventually we will move on. Eventually we need to move on, because if... And and that's the good thing about him being pulled out of public office. He's defanged. He doesn't have that wave of power anymore. And he's just um, 
a citizen again that people can ignore and it's brilliant and it's wonderful and it's beautiful uh joe's uh saying great chat mate but it's past midnight take it easy i'll tune in again soon yeah absolutely man thank you for jumping in thank you for being part of the live stream you go get yourself some sleep mate um get yourself well rested and have an excellent week coming up ahead so yeah, that is that is Joe. She's about to jump off from the live stream. Um, if you are watching on the live stream, then do know that the chat box is open. So if you have questions, I should have also pointed this out at the start of the episode. I'm taking questions. It's kind of an open forum. So if there's anything you've always wanted to ask me about me, about the show, about music, film, um, anything really, if you've just got a curious mind and you want to pitch a question. Now is a good time to do so. Chat box is open, so if you are on the live stream, you can do that. But if you're not, and you're listening to the archive video version of this, or you're listening to it on the audio feed, which it will be available on, obviously, then feel free to do so. Whether that's in the show notes on the website at dime-out.com, or if it's on social media directly, over on Twitter or Instagram, where you can find me at I am Mal Foster. you can leave... Uh, comments on posts you can just slide into my dms it sounds so wrong when you say that especially a man of my age wearing a cardigan asking people to slide into his dms oh oh anyway let's move on (laughs) yeah it just sounds weird right um but yeah I'm, i'm done i'm done talking about him i'm done talking about them i'm done addressing them just you know, if they wanna, if they wanna scream and and, and and kick and just throw a tantrum and and try desperately, so desperately to to pr- prove something that isn't gonna be proven, to try and fit a square peg into a round hole, let them, let them until they get tired. You know, rational adults will move forward. People that just can't understand or have a grasp of reality are always gonna cling to that. Always gonna bear grudges. And you know what it's going to do to them? It's just going to whittle them down. It's going to make them sad. And it's going to make them just resentful people. And honestly, I don't want to spend time on resentful people. I want to spend time with resentful people. One thing that this has done, and it really doesn't do a great deal in terms of moving towards a sense of unity or healing, but it has marked a lot of people out for me. As uh, And this is it. This is the whole sort of peak of this campaign in this period in time is it has transcended politics and it's gone into the field of ethics for me i can't speak on behalf of anyone else i feel that there are a number of people that do feel the same way but for me it feels like we have transcended past politics and it's passed into a place of ethics and character you know you can you can understandably follow a politician because you feel that they are going to do more for you and your family and your immediate area of people. That's understandable. That's been pretty much inbuilt into us since politics became a thing in society and culture. You know, it's it's human nature to want what's best for you and yours. That's completely understandable. But when you put that above the well-being of so many others, when you put that as as your sort of stepping foundation stone to to stand on top of the heads of marginalized and ostracized and underserved and mistreated people people that have historically been in those categories who have not been given 
the the fairness, the opportunities, the privilege, and yes, I'm using that word, the privilege to get to the places that you may have gotten to. If you are putting yourself in that position, uh, then yeah, it just it goes beyond politics. There are things which go beyond politics and go beyond self-interest. And I think this has definitely been a case of looking at a change for the bigger picture. And I think a lot of people that have vehemently been against the changes, the better changes for the bigger picture, the better changes for society as a whole, whether or not they want to admit it, whether or not they even realise it. Some of them don't. Some of them have a cognitive um, uh, failure somewhere along the lines. They have a, a warped cognitive bias and don't understand that. I get that. But some of them know all too well and don't care. Um, for those people, they've for me, they've marked themselves out as people to avoid. Not to vehemently rally against, not to vehemently um, be angry or vitriolic against, but, you know, unless, again, they are kind of venturing into hateful territories. If they are using speech, they are using misinformation to promote awful agendas of misogyny, racism, bigotry, xenophobia, uh, etc., then, 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 yeah, obviously. Obviously, you're going to use all the tools at your disposal, all the, all the vocabulary, all the information, all the research, all the f- enthusiasm, all the passion, all the heart to combat that. But it's not like we're going out on a mission to just deliberately cut the legs out of people. You know, you just avoid them. And that's my tactic at this point now. I feel like um, the, the fraud has been thrown out of the courtroom. And as it was so far, you know, January will be a wonderful month, no doubt, when that finally happens. But I'm, I'm done. I'm done engaging. I'm done getting in, in bitter battles with these people. I'm done fighting with them. Makes uh, it, it, it makes no sense to do so anymore. Just, just it's, it's time to, to move past and forget them. Forget them and let them tire themselves out, like I said. Anyway, before I tire myself out and you as well, um, we, we're we talking about that. So if you do want to jump in, if you're on the live stream and you want to talk about anything we've touched upon, or again, if you're listening um, after the live stream and you want to throw your two cents in, always, it's always an open door policy here. Let your thoughts ring out. Let your voice be heard. That is why we have a voice. Um, so yeah, do do get in touch one way or another about the things we're talking about. But I don't want to just get stuck on that because I feel like it's been an exhausting week for all of us. Even if you don't live in this country, I feel like it's been an exhausting week. You know, I know people from back home who have kind of been glued to the news like we have, who have been refreshing websites like we have, who have been wearing out their fingers on their F5 key, who have been staring at screens much longer than usual. Yeah, and it's it's all been on the, on the precipice of of what we eventually got to. It's all been this this slow grinding pursuit to the end point. And uh, yeah, it's it's been a real it's been a weird week. Been a weird week. A strange tension in the air on Tuesday. That certain feeling of of not knowing, um, of excitement, of hope, of lingering shadows of fear and doubt possibilities, um, good and bad, just sort of all colliding into the mix at the same time, and yeah, it's, it's been difficult, and especially when <laughs> when we hit that peak for two days, we had no results, and it's a case of waking up every day after staying up late, asking, has it happened yet? 
Has it happened? No, it hasn't. Let's see what happens today. So yeah, it feels very freeing to get the result, but it also feels very freeing to be out of that cycle as well. Because I'll be honest, that was not particularly healthy for me back there. And I have felt exhausted. Today has been a very tired, lazy Sunday. Um, <laughs> a much needed, just lazy Sunday, I think, for many of us, you know. Um, yeah. It's, 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 I'm struggling to think of a week where so many emotions have kind of been compacted into to the span of a week into to the span of such a short time you know there's, there's been an awful lot going on and it feels yeah like I said refreshing to get the result refreshing to get to this point but um yeah that's going to be it I think on this week I'm done I am officially done you know um I am I'm reinserting myself back into normality as it were and letting the due process take its take its course you know but I will say this, one final note on this this past campaign, this past year and a half, this past week. Um, for everybody that put their voices to good use, for everybody that went out and voted, for everybody who on behalf of those who can't vote like myself went and used that privilege, I want to say thank you, sincerely, because it makes a difference. For the longest time, I was a conscientious objector, I've talked about this before. And I was wrong. I was dead wrong. I was under the impression... I'm not wrong in the sense that the system, it does need some reworking. It does. You know, it's not great. Let's be honest. It does need some reworking. But the, the system of people using their voice to contribute to the bigger picture, the smaller picture, the local picture, and the immediate picture, that works. It It works. Because it's the people that dictate where we go from here. No matter how wonky the system is. And for years I was dead wrong. So yeah, I want to say for those that got off the arse, filled in a ballot, whether it was a mail-in one or it was in person on the day, thank you. You know, you've made a change, not just for you, yours and, and the surrounding community, but for those of us who can't, for those of us who don't have the option to do that. You know, and, and the same to those that have actually drummed up awareness, that have shared information, that have been a pipeline of information and resources. For those that have begun grassroots campaigns, invested in dialogues, started dialogues that have helped move things towards this point, to the numbers that we've seen turn up and turn out, I want to say thank you to you as well, because information is key. Knowledge is power. And with that power, the people have harnessed to change. And it's amazing to see. Sorry. <coughs> Just had to take a quick sip of tea there. Um, but yeah, if you want to jump in on the conversation, you want to share your thoughts on this past week, this past campaign, then do so. Uh, whether it's in the chat box, in the comments, or <laughs> sliding into my DMs, whatever it is, uh, let me know. Because this has always been about having you guys involved as well. Um, yeah, it has been. I mean, it's weird to think, because initially... This was not going to be done in seasons. This was going to be week in, week out, continuously. But I'll be honest, I didn't really see that being uh, a sustainable way of doing it because of generating content and trying to stay ahead, making sure that I had stuff in, in preparation. Um, a lot of time goes into this, you know. Uh, a lot of you may know this. A lot of you might not. But it's it's not relatively easy. 
you know, making one of these and, and keeping it going. It requires quite a bit of time, a bit of work, a bit of attention, a bit of patience, especially if you're doing everything yourself um, and you don't have anybody to, to sort of carry some of the weight with you. And I'm not playing my tiny little violin here. I'm just kind of letting you know how it is and my decision to, to actually make it seasonal. Plus, you know, it's it's good to kind of have a break from things. Not just me, in terms of creating and managing this side of things, but I think it's good for you guys as well who have tuned in and listened. It's good to kind of give you a little bit of a break, um, to kind of <laughs> miss me, I guess, miss the show. I don't know. It just feels like the right thing to do for a lot of reasons. Uh, so, yeah, it was never the plan, but at some point a few weeks ago, about five, six weeks ago, I decided, okay, I'm going to have a cut-off point. And it felt like this was a great time to do it. Because, you know, the last episode was done before the election, where things were uncertain. We got to kind of look back in time and also take a sort of speculative look at, at the hopeful future. And now we've crossed that line, we can do more of the latter, which we'll do in a little bit talking about season two. So, yeah, it just felt like it was the perfect place to, to end. Uh, I'm going to be gone, if you're wondering, for a few weeks. I think, I don't know an exact date, but it is going to be around about December, I think, when season two starts. Um, yeah, I don't have an exact date, but around about the mid towards the latter end of December, I think. I'm not promising anything. Once I do know, and once things are kind of more concrete and solid, you will know if you if you follow us on social media, which you can do, as I've mentioned earlier, on Twitter and Instagram, at I am Mal Foster. And if you haven't done so, go do so, because, you know, it's a good time over there. Regardless of, of if we're in season or not, this makes me sound like a, like a breeding animal, which I guess I am, a breeding content. <laughs> I don't think I've ever referred to myself as a breeding animal, or anyone else for that matter. I don't think I've ever actually uttered those two words together, but hey, it's the first for everything, I guess. Um, yeah, so it's been, it's been a blast. It's been, like, it has been at points difficult doing season one, um, because as I said, there is a lot to do. There's, there's a lot of legwork, there's a lot of heavy lifting, um, and there's a lot of things I'm still learning. You know, despite having done a podcast before, there's a lot of things I am still getting to gris grisps with? Grasps with. Sure, let's go with it. Grisps. Wouldn't be an episode of this without a terrible mispronunciation, right? Getting to grisp with things. Um, particularly on the sort of back-end side of things, in terms of promotion, uh, in terms of getting the, the show out there, in terms of dealing with other people, collaborating with other people. Speaking of which, uh, if you are interested, and you should be, because it's pretty damn cool and I'm pretty proud of it, and also it's contributing to the work, to the excellent work somebody else is doing. Uh, I recently wrote a blog article, a guest article for uh, Brandy Fleck and her On Being Human podcast, which first and foremost you should check that show out. If you like some of the stuff that we've touched upon in this season, some of the more introspective aspects, some of the more, um, I guess, personal issues, some of the things that, that deal with um, human uh, learning, human beings, humans actually being, you know, um, mental health issues, emotional allowance, further development as a person. If you've enjoyed those things on the show, um, then yeah, you should absolutely check out Brandy's show on being human. 
she really digs into that in a big way, in a really sort of interesting and varied way as well. Like she tackles that whole sphere from a number of different angles with a lot of interesting guests. I've got to find a better word than interesting. I keep going to it. There's way better words. Um, a lot of intriguing and enticing and insightful guests. There you go. There's three much better words than interesting. Um, but she asked me recently uh, to to contribute a guest article for her website, um, which I did, and it's now available to read. So if you go find On Being Human, um, the podcast's website, if you check my social media stuff, I've promoted that pretty pretty much uh, this week, along with <laughs> everything else that's been going on. Uh, you'll be able to find it, and it's it's kind of a personal glimpse into to my history, uh, particularly with my relationship or non-existent relationship with my dad, and how that has changed me and has changed in its own dynamics throughout the years, and uh, how I got to a point of acceptance with with not needing his approval or his validation or his presence. Yeah, deep, right, some deep shit. But it's pretty good, and as I say, I'm pretty proud of it. So, yeah, go check that out if you want a little further glimpse into into me and my inner workings. Uh, <laughs> but I, I believe I'm going to be on um, the On Being Human podcast too uh, at some point. Uh, not entirely sure what we're talking about, but yeah, there's one thing that I've really enjoyed. Besides making my own content for season one... It's getting to look at other people's content. It's getting to to dig into what other people are doing, learn about other people, and collaborate with other people. Um, you know, sourcing guests uh, towards the, the latter end of the season was was really fun because I obviously started off with people that I knew. I started off with friends and family, and I love doing that because it's always a good time guaranteed. Regardless of how the episode comes out for other people, I was always guaranteed to have such a good time talking to to friends and family. Um, And people that I am getting to know a little bit better, that was also a joy of doing this first season, was kind of getting to sit down and talk in a concentrated fashion to hold space for people that I knew a little bit, but didn't know as well as I could do. And I feel like I've got to know a number of people a lot better because of that. You know, and I know a lot of people have said that about COVID and, and 2020 as a whole, having time to interact and, and engage and talk and communicate as a whole with people has been one of the absolute upsides of this hot mess. And that rings true for me and for this show. You know, it's been a good vessel to sit down with people and pick their brains about specific topics, about things that they love, things that they know about, things that they've experienced you know, it's genuinely been an absolute pleasure to get outside of my own head and sort of take a peek into to that of other people's. So, yeah, I've, in, I've enjoyed that a great deal, but I've also enjoyed sort of outsourcing other guests that I don't know, that I've got to know better, that I've got to know full stop, you know, um, that I've got to have genuinely um, fascinating and, and compelling conversations with, whether it's James... Um, from the transhumanism episode, or it is um, Scott from Living Adaptive. I absolutely love doing that. Love chatting with Scott. Love chatting about Scott with the, the content of the episode and what he's doing with Living Adaptive. But just love chatting with him. Just a genuinely solid fella. Just a genuinely really nice guy. Um, 
And yeah, I'm looking forward to more of that. You know, I want to get some re- return guests. I want to get some repeated guests come back for season two, I think. But I don't want to just repeat that. I don't want to just kind of get stuck in the same formula. I want to kind of reach out and speak to other people that I don't know about a variety of subjects that I don't know about. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that in season two. I'm not going to go through a list of my potential ideas because that feels like it's going to kind of ruin things a touch. But, um, yeah, we're going to be looking at, as I say, reaching out to other people, um, to unknown guests, people that I'm not familiar with, but are very familiar with certain subjects and topics and and what have you. Um, if you've enjoyed the history aspects of, of this first season, if you've enjoyed the specific research-based episodes, like the World War II episode or the, the Black Inventors and Innovators episode, we're going to be doing a little bit more of that in season two. We're going to be looking at particular individuals and digging into to some of the stuff that they've done. Uh, off the top of my head, to give you a little bit of a tease. Um, uh, we're going to be looking at, at Timothy Leary and his, his research into psychedelics at some point. I'm going to be getting uh, my mum back on for an episode, I think for a Christmas one, maybe the first or the second episode. Um, but I'm also going to be doing some more social-based experiment stuff. Um, I think I mentioned in one of the live streams a little while ago about using the app Bird Alone. Uh, we're going to be doing that. And it's going to be a video um, component to that as well. So not just audio, but visual. And I think that's maybe we're going to kind of move into into that a little bit um, more. It's some more video-based stuff as well. I'm going to be looking at doing possible bonus content and perhaps even a Patreon account for some of that stuff. You know, just giving you a heads up. The audio feed is always going to be free no matter what I do. No matter how long I do this, the audio feed is always going to be free. But I think we might be looking at venturing into some additional content and maybe that is going to be some video-based stuff as well moving forward and we're going to be putting that into a Patreon account. But it's all very early doors right now. It's all really been uh, roughly drafted at the minute. But yeah, that's just a few ideas for you for season two. But as always, as always, it is an open door policy here. If you've got suggestions... If you've got things that you want to suggest that I look into, if you've got things that you'd like to request an episode on, I can't guarantee it will happen. Depends what it is. But I am completely um, open ears to suggestions and ideas that you may have for season two. So if there is something in particular that you'd like to see me dig into or something that has interested you, something that has just grabbed your attention that you'd like to see explored on the show, then let me know. Something you think I would like, you know, based on what we've we've created in terms of content for season one, if there's something where you're just like, oh my God, that would be right up Mal Street, then, then send it over. Um, yeah, because I want you guys to shape this as much as I do. It's, it's always been the aim, is that this isn't um, completely monopolised by me. I will continue to create and generate content by myself, um, you know, because there needs to be somebody putting stuff into it, but it's it's never been a case that I'm completely closed off for ideas and suggestions. So if you have them, do send them. Um, yes, that's going to be season two, but season one has been um as as much as it has been uh, a bit of a pain in the ass at times to edit and put things together. I won't lie, you know, uh, it has it can be a bit of a bit of graft. Um, a bit aggravating from time to time but for the most part it's been an absolute joy 
uh, it has been what I was hoping it would be when I started this way back in in April. My God, how time has flown. Uh, yeah, it's been a, a, a sort of vessel for me to talk openly about stuff, a personal journal of sorts, and it's also been an excuse to dig into a whole array of interesting and, uh, oh jeez, there it is again, and <laughs> varied topics. So, yeah, I've, I've absolutely loved doing it, and we've covered some some really interesting areas, you know, from um, mental health activities, from emotional allowance, from, from Wicca stuff. Um, let's have a quick look, actually, let's have a quick look. If this is your first episode... Um, it's it's a bit strange that you're starting at the end, but hey, who am I to judge? So yeah, let's have a quick scan through. Uh, we covered some initial film stuff in the early days. Absolutely loved having Dan on to talk about films and documentaries in Japan. Travelling to Japan will definitely... Everyone that's been on this show, I will have back on at some point in the future for sure. Dan is, is definitely uh, on my list to bring back at some point. Um, did an episode entirely dedicated to Run the Jewels, because why not? Um, Tanner, Tanner Banana, we would definitely have back on. Uh, he was from episode five. If you missed that, it's a great one. It's talking about um, his decision to convert a school bus into a home. Yeah, to make a schoolie for himself, living the schoolie life. Talked about his his stint as a fruitarian as well, living only on fruit. Um, of course, we did the history episode, which I touched upon black inventors and innovators, and the uh, the the World War Two uh, inventions and weapons episode we did that was a lot of fun to research i do like the history ones for that because it, it gets me into a to a new territory into a new subject i didn't know barely anything about so i do feel like i'm learning stuff we had gina on of course in episode eight talking about a bunch of things including animal crossing wicker rituals and the benefits of pole dance fitness had my mum on doing big talk questions with her as I said, we're going to have her back, hopefully for a Christmas-themed one. Might touch on some Christmas memories from my childhood, as well as some strange Christmas traditions from around the world that are not exactly going to pop up in a Hallmark movie anytime soon. Um, we had Sean on. Sean was an absolute blast to record with. Um, just so much fun. Talking about all sorts from working at home during the initial COVID lockdown, VHS rental shops, woodwork, um whole manner of things. Uh, we had Andy on. I'd love to get Andy back on. Andy was a joy to have on the show. We talked about true crime, spooky ooky stuff, weird stuff, paranormal things, Heaven's Gate, Ed Gein. We also talked about mindfulness, meditation, and I got to learn a lot about TikTok, oddly enough. Um, we did, of course, a history-based episode on Inga Ginsburg. That was incredible. What an incredible woman. If you've not heard that episode, you don't want to go all the way back. Just Google it. Seriously, you will not. Um, you will not regret it. We had the Isle of Man uh, duo, the very first husband and wife guest. The the only episode in which we've had two people on at the same time. Uh, Pamela and Armando talking about what it's like living on an island that is virus free during COVID. We talked extensively about movie robots in one of their episodes, which then led us into the next episode about transhumanism, which it touched on a little bit before, um, which, you know, is a subject I've always kind of had a very curious eye towards, but didn't know a great deal about, but feel like I've learned a heck ton 
to sort of censor myself very briefly about. Seriously, that is a endlessly fascinating subject, and I feel like I've only just opened the door to it, but that was so much fun to do, and again, so insightful. As I touched upon, we had Scott Davidson from Living Adaptive, absolute charming guest, gem of a person, doing incredible work, and if you haven't checked out that episode, do go check it out. If you already have, check it out again, because it's just a great interview. Uh, most recently, we had Rachel on, who is Sean's wife, and, and a very, very dear friend of mine, who I have all the time in the world for, who's doing amazing things with her eco-friendly business consultancy. Um, she was on to talk about that, and to talk about alternative therapies and medicines and practices, and because of that conversation, I am now a regular although very amateur practitioner of yoga most mornings, um, doing a little bit each day and feeling better for it. And it all kind of stemmed from, from that episode. Of course, recently we, we touched upon my dream journal, all the weird nighttime visions I've had during COVID. Recent, like the most recent ones outside of State of the Union Part 1 and this one, we had Joe talking about horror movies for Halloween. That was an absolute blast, and Joe is without a doubt coming back. Everyone's coming back at some point. Um, so much good stuff in just 25... I'm not going to include this because I don't know how good this is going to sound. 24, because I don't even know how good the last one was. In a bunch of episodes, we have covered so much ground, so many different unique territories, and it's just been an absolute joy to do it. And, um, yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to Season 2. I've got stuff in the pipeline. I don't want to talk too much about it, as previously mentioned. Um, but yeah, I'm feeling good. But I do need a break, because <laughs> I'm at the stage of getting burnt out a little bit. So I'm going to go recoup and just relax and just get some other stuff done that I've been putting off for a long time. And just take some time for me before getting into season two. If you have been listening, whether it is recently, whether it's been from the start, wherever it is, wherever you have jumped in, if you have taken the time to listen to my mostly innate ramblings about things and like exploration of weird topics, sincerely and genuinely, I want to say thank you. You know, um, I wouldn't do this if I didn't feel people were listening, if I didn't know people were getting something from it, and your response has been great, your feedback has been great. The, the link-ups, the communications, the collaborations I've had with other content creators has been really fantastic. It's super reassuring, and it's really encouraging. You know, it's it's one thing to make your own thing and put it out there. It's completely different when you do that, and you get to link up and work with and talk to other people doing similar stuff or things that are not similar. You know, that's the beauty of it as well. It's great finding people that have similar interests and are in a similar field, but it's just as if, if not even more reassuring and encouraging and energising to find people that are doing different things to you and um, just, just connecting, just connecting with people, you know, whether it's in a passive way, whether it's in a collaborative way, it's just, it's great, um, I love it. And I am doing more stuff with other people, there are a few things in the pipeline, like I said, I'm going to be on Brandy's uh show on being human at some point we haven't worked out a schedule yet but at some point in the future that's going to be happening i'll let you know uh, closer to the time when you can check that out i am also scheduled to be on a film-based show um called have not seen that uh i think that's, i think it's have not seen that or have not seen this 
it's that or this, one of the two. Um, again, I'll let you know more about that as it gets closer to it. But yeah, it's it's honestly it's been it's been so much fun and and such a great experience. And yeah, thank you all for being uh, a part of it with me, whatever stage you're at, however long you've been on the train for. Um, hopefully, if you have just jumped on, you're going to stick around for season two. Um, and if you are, the best way to do that, as I say most of the time at the end of the episodes, is is to go and subscribe to us via whatever podcast platform you use, wherever you get your podcasts from. You can find us. Uh, yeah, give us a subscribe and even a rating or review if you really feel so inclined. That would help us out tremendously. Um, in the meantime, uh, enjoy... <laughs> the sudden change that we've had, the long anticipated, uh, much needed change. Um, damn, it feels good. It feels really good. And yeah, just enjoy it. Just go live and be. And um, yeah, just be, right? Seriously, just be. Uh, yeah, other than that, uh, as always, thank you uh, sincerely for listening. Until next season, look after yourselves, look after each other, and keep it dined out. If there's any kind of magic in this world, it must be in the attempt of understanding someone sharing something.